Thanks for listening to the weekly Overflow Church podcast. We hope you enjoy this sermon by Jesse Cup. For more information, visit overflowindy.com or visit us on Facebook at Overflow Indy. I want to share with you guys a testimony. Some of you may have heard it. I actually recently told a few of you guys the other night, but um, I, want to, I want to just tell you a little bit about a point in my life that helped, helped me with the flow of the Spirit. Um, when I was younger, I, I used to live here in Indiana. I moved away in 2001, but I grew up in the same church most of my life. And so the last four years that I was at that church, um, I was the youth director there. And during those years, God was really starting to move in a really powerful way. And, and people were coming and getting baptized in the Holy Spirit and just getting rocked. Anytime we had church services, Sunday morning, they even, it started moving so powerfully um, that they felt like we needed to start having Saturday night services too. And so those were revival services. And God would move and, and people would just get wrecked. Um, people would come lay hands on them and people would either fall flat on the floor or, or the Holy Spirit would start manifesting. And for me, a lot of times, I've told you guys this before, but I'd start feeling this thing shaking in my body. And I could stop it if I wanted to, but I kind of didn't because it felt good. But if I started focusing on it, like it might start my leg like this. And then, and then it'd start like growing and start moving through my body and do this kind of a thing until I'm starting to shake. And if I try to stop it, then it'd start going somewhere else. He's like being tricky on me. I drop it, and then it's go to my foot again, and st- and and if I if I'd yield though, it it start shaking like this, and then I start going like this. But it was like it was wild. But it's, whoa, that felt weird. <laughs> There's a little bit of Holy Spirit on that one, but a lot of just weird head stuff going on too. <laughs> Glory. So. But it was so powerful, and, and just people just getting fresh baptized in the Holy Ghost all week, like every weekend. It was amazing. And after a long time of that, I, I started observing some of the people and realizing that, that sometimes people would come, and they would get whacked, and they would be the most anointed person in the room, like God just flowing on them. And, but then by Tuesday, they're down in the gutter. They're down in the gutter and just having a horrible week. And like struggling with depression or struggling with sin, stuff like that. But then they'd be like, they can't wait till they get Saturday night again. Because I'm going to show up, God's going to be there. It's, and he was, and he's moving. People are getting wrecked in a good way. Powerful encounters, just crazy. I, so we, the chicken dance was kind of a thing. <laughs> it was crazy. <clears throat> we weren't trying to do it. I'm not trying to, like, we're not like Holy Ghost chickens. It's just manifestations. It was awesome. But, but in, in, the, in the fire, it was awesome. But, but a lot of those people that were getting whacked the most by Tuesday, again, they're down in the gutter again. And after like several weeks of seeing this, people are getting whacked by God, but then they're down in the gutter. I started realizing, 
Like, those moments are awesome, but, like, people, if they don't have a relationship with Jesus, it's healthy. Like, what is it unto except a momentary experience? And then they go out about their life, and they don't even know how to manage conquering life, okay? And I started getting frustrated with it. I started getting frustrated to the point that I started realizing, like, yes, the manifestations of God are very important, but so is discipleship. Discipleship. People need to learn how to, be, how to grow mature in Christ, how to live in freedom, and how to break sin and bondage, and how to live the whole package of it, what, what a Christian is supposed to be. And after I started realizing this discipleship thing, I got so focused on that and the lack of it and trying to figure out how to, how to do that part better. Not, not for me, I was already, I felt like I was pretty grounded, but helping other people in that, right? <clears throat> and so I got so focused on that that I started actually kind of losing my value for the other piece. Because I, I, I just got so tired of like, okay, so-and-so is about to go up and they're about to go manifest their butt off. It's going to be awesome until Tuesday. And I started getting kind of like a little bit jaded on it, to be honest, after a while. And I got to this point where I, was, I had a conversation with the Lord. And I, I was like, God, I, that's great stuff. But I know that like more, more important than the gifts of the Spirit and the manifestations is having a, a fruit-bearing life having maturity and, and growing in relationship with God in the secret place. And I was like, God, I think, I, I think I'm more interested in that part of it now than, than the fun moments. Like, those are cool. But I, I just, something in my heart just kind of shifted where I, I was focused on the inner workings, right, instead of just the outer workings. <clears throat> and... The Lord honored me in that. Um, little did I know that I was going to spend the next eight years not having any manifestations of the Holy Spirit in my life. <laughs> Boy, he grew me in discipleship and leadership and helping grow a people, and that was awesome. And my relationship continued to grow with God, still had intimacy with him, still, still was getting stronger with him, and and growing in my ministry and my vision and stuff. But I also, it was, it was far and few between that I actually felt like God's glory come on me in powerful ways and would manifest in his presence. Like I'm talking years in between. It's pretty crazy. <clears throat> the, the, the years, I think it was between 2000 and 2008, it was very dry for me in Holy Spirit manifestations. And I remember this time... When I, li- I lived in Tennessee, I went hiking in this, in this forest one time, and I saw off the pathway there was a, a dry riverbed, like it w- didn't have water in it. It's completely bone dry. And I went and I sat in the middle of that river and just started praying to the Lord. And while I was sitting there, I had a vision of that river flowing on that bed, and because it obviously used to be a, like a pretty powerful river at one point, but now it's not as dry. And the Holy Spirit said, this is you. When he said, this is you, I grieved. Because I realized I used to 
be in the middle of his river, and now I'm not. <laughs> you guys tracking with me? Yeah. <clears throat> Jessica and I moved to Hawaii in 2007, and we started going to an awesome church called Hope Chapel, and, and grew a lot, learned a lot, and that was a crucial season in our lives for what the Lord was doing to prepare us for our future calling, which, by the way, we're living out right now, which is awesome. Um, and Hope Chapel is a four-square church, and they believe in the Holy Spirit and the gifts of the Spirit, but, but the, the flow of God's river is not really a very central focus at that church. Um, they really, at that time, didn't really value revival and stuff. Uh, as a matter of fact, probably a little leery, and rightly so, because there's been some badly managed moves of God in the past. <clears throat> but this one night, I'd been there for probably a whole year at least, and hardly ever remember feeling the Holy Spirit's presence <laughs> in that church. And I'm not putting them down. That They were... Like where, where some people are powerful in presence, these guys are powerful in great commission, which is so important. So they're doing some, they've planted over like 2,000 churches, and they're seeing souls saved. Like they're doing a great job. But this one night on Wednesday night, um, this guy named Jason Layfield from another church came and spoke, and he spoke on guess who? The Holy Spirit. And he talked about the river. And I was like, man, that is what I miss. And, and then after he's done speaking, he went off to the side of the room and he said, whoever wants me to lay hands on you for the fresh touch of the Holy Spirit, come. And I went over there and went straight up to him. And after I went up to him, I realized there's actually a long line that I missed. <laughs> Somehow I didn't actually care. <laughs> My, sometimes ignorance is bliss. But... But he laid hands on me, and I felt the Holy Spirit fall on me so powerful in a way I hadn't in many years. And, and that was very fresh and amazing, but, but it was the only time I had really felt that for a long time. And so um, I, it kind of just helped me to recalibrate like my desires for the Lord, and I, I started longing for God's presence again in that way. And where we lived in an apartment, right across the street was this little park with a little walking path in it. And this one night, I went out there and I started walking through that park, just back and forth on this trail, just praying to the Lord. And I started just crying out to God, God, I need your presence and I need it so bad. I'm so desperate for your presence. I need the river of living water flowing in my life again. I need it so bad. And, and as I was crying out to the Lord, the Lord put me in this trance. And I, and I started having this vision where the Lord showed me. It was like on a movie screen. My life, it was like I, I saw me presently, but then he flipped it and rewind. And so I literally saw my life going in reverse really fast, like a, like a movie reel, really fast in reverse. And it went through all the seasons of my life. I saw us. You know, go through the season in Hawaii, the season in Tennessee, all the way back to Indiana, and then he stopped it. And it was right there in my old church. <laughs> right when I said, Lord, I, I want to focus more on the fruit than on the manifestation of the Holy Spirit. He said, this was when I honored your request, and, and you shut the valve of the flow of my presence off. 
And he said, because I respect you, I, I honored you. <clears throat> it was my fault. And, and I, I realized that it was my fault. And so I, I started repenting to the Lord, and I started crying, like just right there in the park. I started crying out to the Lord, God, I am so sorry that I, that I, that I said that to you, and I, I made this agreement with not wanting the manifestations, that I was wrong. I've been dry all these years, and I don't want to be dry anymore. I pray in Jesus' name, forgive me for, for saying that to you. Please, let's, let's reset this thing. And I said, I, I started thinking about all those crazy wackadoodle manifestations that was happening at that church on Saturday nights. And I was like, God, I want it. I said, I don't care, I, because I, I know I, I'm living my life for you. I, I'm going to be bearing fruit. It's not like the, it's not like the manifestation is going to make me stop bearing fruit, because I, I value both now. I, I want it. I want you to come on me so powerfully. If I fall out right here in the middle of the park, and a whole bunch of people come by and see me laying on the ground convulsing in your presence, I don't care. I just need you. Uh, so that was repentance. And I mean, I, I just, I had to work through that, like the fear of things. And, and I, it was like I had to let go of, of fear of losing control and, and how I might look, okay? And, and I think that that really bothers people a lot of times too, is like, what's it going to look like? Or how's it going to feel? Or what's it going to make people think of me? And stuff like that. And, and here's the deal, like the fear of man if that outweighs your desire for God, then you're in sin. Okay? But, but like, does the Lord want us, like, like, he wants us to want him so much that I don't care what anybody else thinks about it. Like, I'll, I, I can put my reputation on the line to have more of God. That's what God wants to see in our hearts. And I felt the pleasure of the Lord, and I felt his love that night when I was repenting. I didn't really experience a manifestation, though, okay? Not, not then. <laughs> but it was only about two weeks later that um, it was in that time period, by the way, that, uh, that we actually learned of, of a lady named Heidi Baker, who's a missionary in Mozambique. And we were trying to be prepared to be missionaries to Japan, and when we learned about Heidi and Roland Baker and the glory of God that, that they walk in and the miracles that they see and that, that they actually minister and build their ministry from the miracle realm of God and not just from the human ways that we can try to build in organizations, institutions, and get access to whatever. Like, those are fine. But, but for me, it's like, Yes, that's what I remember. That's where I got my calling from God, was in the glory of God. It was from the baptism of the Holy Spirit and from revival that I wanted to, to go all the way with God. And so I don't care about all the other stuff. I just need that presence. And I, if God sends us to Japan, like I need it to look more like that than like this other stuff we're doing. And... <clears throat> So it was around that time, but it was about two weeks after I repented in the park for, for making that, that commitment to the Lord to not have manifestations. 
okay? Um, and he honored it. I repented. How many of you guys know that repentance restores the standard with God? It resets us in right standing with him. So, so when, when we realize that we've done something wrong, and, and by the way, sin and, and agreements like that can actually, it can actually stop the flow of God in our lives. And a lot of people aren't experiencing the more of God because of either sins, even if they're not currently living them, but they, they never took the time to retrace their way back to where they failed and, and repent of that and ask God to come and bring his blood to that thing. It can be years and decades later that something has held us back from the flow of God in our lives that God needs to take us to to release that thing to him so the flow can come back into our lives. You guys follow me? And so it, it was two weeks later from that night that, that I learned that Heidi Baker just happened to be coming to Hawaii, to our island, to minister in this church. Just happens to be a church like literally a mile from our apartment. That sounds okay. Yes. Yes, that, yeah, we, she's the role model now for what missions looks like. You better believe it. I'm going to let my pastor know I won't be at our church that Sunday because I've got to go and see what God's going to do. So we went, and, and she ministered, and it was awesome. God was there. It was really cool. But she said that tonight, I'm coming back. We didn't know she's having a PM service, too. I'm coming back, and I'm going to lay hands on everybody who feels called to the mission field. So Jessica and I were like, well, we feel called to Japan, so I guess that we're in. So we came back that evening, patiently waited through her long sermon. <laughs> it was actually good, even though I don't remember anything about it. She said a lot of cool testimonies, I know that. But, but then she called people to the front who feel called to missions. There was like probably 500, 800 people in the room. I thought for sure there's going to be this massive crowd of people that go up there and that we'll be lucky if she gets to us. There's like 10, 10 people or so went up. And, and then she put us up on the stage facing all these people out here, shoulder to shoulder, facing out. And then she, and Jessica and I were on the far left and all these other people were over here. So she started on that side. It's how it always works. Got to wait, just be patient and wait your turn, right? She, she does it, and like some people are falling, some aren't, and whatever. I'm, I'm kind of like trying to connect with God, but also like she's getting close. And then she got to Jessica. She prayed for her. Jessica received from the Lord, didn't move an inch. <laughs> this is before Jessica was like receiving the Holy Spirit in ways that was causing her to manifest. So she was very dignified. And then, and then she got to me, and I had already repented to the Lord uh, and, and like desperately cried out, I want everything, and I want, you to, I want you to give it all to me tonight. And so when she got to me, um, man, the Holy Spirit dumped on me like the Niagara Falls. Whoa, I feel him right now, too. Lord, yes, more. Yeah. And so, but it fell on me so strong, and I, I just collapsed on the floor, and, 
By the way, Jessica didn't know me before those dry years. She only knew me during them, so she never saw me manifest until this night. And, and I hit the floor, and I was like, I, I was laying on my side in fetal position. I was like shaking like this, and she'd never seen anything like that. And, and, and she, she didn't know what to do. Whoa, I feel the Holy Ghost right now. And so she sat down. She's very loving. I love you, babe. She was being a compassionate wife, and she sat down, and she started stroking my hair. Because <laughs> I think she thought that I, I went catatonic or something. And <laughs> she did, she, but I was having the encounter of my life. Because the, and the Lord dumped his Holy Spirit on me, and, and from that point forward, I was able to receive the presence of God any time I wanted it. Because the Lord told me that I, that I shut the valve off back in 2000, but when I repented, I turned the valve back on, and guess what? The Holy Spirit fell on me, and He's been falling on me ever since. Come on. I was feeling His presence so strong, and I, I could just go and pray, and all I'd have to do is just start thinking about Him, and I'd feel Him fall on me. All I had to do is just remember he wants to fall on me, and then he'd fall on me. And, and so ever since then, I've been able to easily access God's presence. And, and if there's ever been times when it was hard for me to access his presence, it's not because it was actually hard. It was probably because of one of a few things. Either I, I had sinned and I forgot to repent or haven't repented yet, and that's, that's that block, right? But as soon as I repent, the flow's there again. Hallelujah. <laughs> or, or orphan mindsets, bad belief systems that would cause it to be hard for me to believe that he would show up. And those are just things that God wants to correct in our thinking, amen? Because he actually wants to. He's flowing. Did you guys know that the Holy Spirit is called the river of living water? Did you know that in Revelation 12, 1 and 2, it actually paints this picture in heaven of the throne of God. And that's where God the Father and Jesus sit. And of course, it's surrounded by the angels and the elders. But it says that the river of living water pours forth out of the throne of God. And it flows out, and it says, that, it says that along the river of living water, this is in heaven, there's trees of life, and they bear fruit in every season, and their leaves bring healing to the nations. The river of life, it, the headwaters are the throne of God. <laughs> Come on. How many of you know the, the river of living water is eternal, and it will never go dry? It will never decrease in its strength. It, you cannot fluctuate infinity. It, it's, it's just infinite always. <laughs> and, and if we ever get dry, it's not because he stopped. It's because we pulled away from the fountain. All right? And last week I, I preached to you guys out of Ezekiel 47, because in Reading, the Lord gave me that encounter when I was on the floor under his glory, and, and he told me, because he told me, he gave me the numbers 47 the day before, and I thought he was going to say something out of Isaiah 47 when I was on the floor. He said, no, it's Ezekiel 47, and I, and I remember that's the chapter where, where Ezekiel went into an encounter, 
and he saw in a vision the temple of God, and out of the temple on the east side, this river of living waters is flowing out, and it says that the farther it goes, the deeper it gets. It starts out ankle, you go down a little farther, and it goes knee, you go a little farther, it goes hip, but, but the next a little farther you go, it's not, it's not chest, as you would assume, it's over your head, and you have to swim in it. So it, it's not just this pre-calculated increase. It's, there's, there's exponential increase that comes. Amen? And it says in that passage, it says everywhere the water runs, the, the fish are healed. <laughs> Hear me. Hear me. Everywhere the river flows, the fish are healed, it says. And it says that it's, the, the river's lined by trees of, of, well, it doesn't save life. It just says living trees, okay? But then it says that the river keeps going and that the, riv, the, the fish will live. So, so there's, there could be sick fish or even dead fish, but they, they come to life and they're healed and they're healthy. Whoa. And it says that it pours itself into the Dead Sea, which is the salt sea, where there's no life in it, and it, it fills that sea. It flushes out all the salt, and it becomes the fresh sea, similar to the Mediterranean Sea. Come on. That's a miracle. But it says it heals the waters. So everywhere that this river flows, it brings life, and it brings healing. And it's so powerful with the abundance of life that even the trees along the side that are pulling the water into it and creating sap inside of it, like the, the trees are drawing from the life source and it bears fruit through its branches. Every season the fruit comes forth. It never goes without fruit being born. Hallelujah. And it says in Ezekiel 47 that the, the leaves bring healing. Whoa. So the same thing that's going on in heaven is being manifested right here on the earth. Really? You mean heaven on earth? Yes, I do. Yes, I do mean that. That's powerful. The same river that's in heaven is flowing out into this earth, this earth, down here. It's up there, it's down here, and it flows out of the temple. Wow. But then you got to think about, about in 1 Corinthians chapter 6 that it says that you are the temple of the Holy Spirit. And then you got to look at Jesus who was walking this earth and everywhere he went, people were getting touched by God's power and people were being healed everywhere he went. People were being delivered everywhere he went. People were being resurrected everywhere he went. He was the resurrection and the life and everywhere he went, new life was, was coming forth and people were becoming born again and people, people's lives were being transformed because Jesus is the walking tabernacle releasing the river of life everywhere he goes that brings life where death is come on hallelujah 
But then Jesus takes it further in John, John 7, 37, 38, and he says, if anybody's thirsty, let him come to me. And if you will believe, as the scripture says, that out of, the, out of your bellies will flow rivers of living water. And it's, it explains it, that it's the Holy Spirit. So, so Jesus is actually saying to you, who we later find out are temples of the Holy Spirit, that you are going to receive this living water so much that it's actually going to flow forth through you. And so the Ezekiel 47 river is actually a very prophetic picture of what it looks like to live in the Spirit of God and overflow Him into the world around us. And you've got to know that it's the same river that's flowing in heaven at the headwaters, at the throne of God. And when you remember that in Ephesians 2.6, it says that in Christ, we, we're, we're, we've been raised with Christ and we're seated with him in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus because he also has been seated at the right hand of the Father in the heavenly places. So when we understand that we actually are in Christ and that we're seated in heavenly places, then guess where we're at? We're right there where Revelation 22.1 and 2 says that the throne out of the throne flows the river of living water. So we get to be people who abide in the very Shekinah glory presence of God in the heavenly places, and, and then we get to live from that place, but we're tabernacles, we're temples in this tangible, natural world where we're the temples that host the presence of the Holy Spirit, and that the river that's at the throne actually is deep within us, it's a well within us, and it draws forth, and then we get to release him, and the river flows out of us, and it brings the same power that it is in heaven, brings healing and life everywhere it goes. <laughs> Come on, guys. The river of living water. That's, that's good. Do you guys feel it? You want more of it? Yeah. Come on. I don't even know what to do with it. I think I need to have the, the prayer the ministry team come on up. Just come on up here and stand behind me. <clears throat> Hallelujah. Rivers of living water. I just want to tell you guys that the Holy Spirit wants you more than you want him. He's already flowing. All you have to do is remember that he's already flowing to you and you get to receive it by faith and we can continue drinking of his goodness. You can continue getting saturated in the glorious presence of God anytime, anywhere. Do you guys believe that? Why don't you stand with me? <laughs> by the way, the flood waters are rising. <laughs> I, I, I know. <laughs> We've had times in the presence, and, and it's been beautiful. But just like the river, it goes out 1,750 feet, and it's ankle deep. And then it goes out 1,750 feet, and then it's knee deep. goes out another 1,750, and it's waist deep. 
And then another 1750, and it's in over our heads. It's beyond what you can do. Out of control, chaotic flow of God. I'm, I'm looking to get there. I'm looking to get there. And I believe we're on our way. But, but I can tell you that we're past the ankles. I know that. All right? We, we might be somewhere around the knees or maybe... Maybe up, I don't know. We're somewhere between the knees and the hips. But I, I believe, and I'm not saying you don't get moments deeper, but I'm just saying corporately and consistently, I just want to continue seeing the waters rise. And then we have to go after this corporately too. And by the way, you guys are temples of the Holy Spirit. Jesus said that. Sorry, Paul said that. But Jesus knew it. But together as a church, as a church, corporately, we also are considered the temple of God, okay? It says that in the Bible. So together, we're the temple of God too. So it's like there's the, there's the individual level, whoa, and the corporate level. And, and the Lord wants to bring a mighty river through this church. Come on, Lord. Hallelujah. Holy Spirit, flow right now. Flow right now. Whoa. Flow, Lord, right now. Wow, yes, he's moving. More, Lord. Just let him fall on you right now. Yeah, and I just want to invite you, if, and you can do this privately, but if, you, if there's any chance that you might have ever made a, a statement or, or commitment to the Lord or to yourself that, that could have possibly shut off a valve of God, like just ask Holy Spirit, have I ever shut off any valves of your flow in my life? Just ask him. And, and if you have and you wish that wasn't the case, all you have to do is ask him to forgive you and to restore that flow. Just take a moment. Thank you, Lord. Just take a moment. Have you ever restricted the flow of the Holy Spirit, whether it be by a decision or, or even a lack of faith and belief? Or, or a lack of desire, for that matter. He wants you, He wants to consume you. <laughs> so I just want to encourage you to... to if you, if you are any of those things I said, like ask him to forgive you and to acknowledge them from your heart, I want you, Lord, no matter what. Yeah. And there, there are some people who probably just, the fear of man, what, what's it going to look like or feel like or what are people going to think? We got to let that go. Where God's taken us as a church, we got to let the what are they going to think go. <laughs> we're not going to be just a average Indiana church guys <laughs> revival deep river of living water everywhere it goes brings life brings transformation let the Holy Spirit flow whoa I feel it increasing in here thank you Lord Whoa, just drink of him. Uh, he's going to start splashing on people. Just start receiving the splashing waterfall of the Holy Ghost. 
More, Lord. Whoa. <laughs> Hallelujah. Whoa. More, Lord. Yeah, he releases the joy of the Lord in his presence. In his presence is fullness of joy. More, Lord. Freedom. Yeah, we just release freedom right now. Freedom. Thank you, Lord. Freedom in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Holy Spirit. More, Lord. Fresh baptisms in the Holy Ghost. 